The Mariners and Padres were two of the most exciting clubs in baseball in 2022, and after a busy offseason with more stars added to the fold on both sides, both teams look poised for deep runs in October. Join me, Tidane Gonzalez of Locked On Mariners and Javier Reyes of Locked On Padres for a pre-opening day crossover to talk about the year to come. Ready, Javi? Ready. Let's go. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? Welcome to a special Locked On Mariners, Locked On Padres crossover episode. My name is Titan Gonzalez, one half of the Locked On Mariners podcast, and I'm joined today by Javier Reyes, the host of the Locked On Padres podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And wherever you're watching this episode, be sure to give it a like and subscribe to our channels if you haven't already. If you're listening or preferring podcast platform be sure to leave a five-star review if you like what you hear on the show today we'll be talking about two teams that have seen each other quite a lot this spring and every spring for that matter and certainly have enough firepower on both sides to meet again on the biggest stage in late october that would be my mariners and javi's padres and javi the last time you and i did one of these it was a uh, much different time for both of these teams the mariners were three games under 500 entering a july 4th series with the padres and i uh (laughs) i infamously said they had no chance to sweep so what did they do they swept and then they uh they swept a few other teams on their way to a 14 game win streak that set the stage for their first playoff berth in 20 years meanwhile you guys got Juan Soto and Josh Hader. Yeah. He went all the way to the NLCS. So it's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope. So let's start there. When you look back at 2022 as a whole for your Padres, how do you feel they did? I feel that AJ Preller completely redeemed himself for some of the many bad moves he made. Some will bring up Adam Frazier, mm. right? Totally fair, which they then have to dump off. We're uh, familiar because, with Adam Frazier, yeah, too. Yeah, you're familiar yeah, with yeah, Adam yeah, Frazier. Yeah, yeah. We had to say, oh, we messed up. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. <laughs> Can you uh, take this guy off our hands? So now, he did that. He did have one of the most clutch hits in Mariners playoff history. He did. I have, he did. Have, have to say that, but he was also garbage for most of 2022. Yeah. So He's just one of those guys you feel great as being a bench guy. You're like, awesome. Mm. If a really big player like a, you know, I, I forget who plays second for you guys right now, but. Colton whoever Wong. does Colton Wong that's right because it's it's new Colton Wong if yeah. that guy were to get hurt and you're like cool we have Adam Frazier for three weeks like you feel pretty good about that but not like a strong necessarily starter yeah um I really think that I think that Preller hasn't always gotten enough credit for and somewhat understandably so for some of the more under the radar moves because he has had a lot of busts right Trey Turner for Will Myers didn't work out all that great <sighs> Arsenola for Andres Muniz and Ty France. That one blew up in his face horribly. The Mike Clevenger trade for a whole bunch of reasons. Hold, um, hold on. Hold on, Javi. Also, yeah. Taylor Williams for Matt Brash. That's Got right. Him. Matt Brash, yeah. who came in and was awesome for like two weeks. And every baseball nerd in the world was jumping into my mentions and being like, these idiots. And then it turned out, uh, relax, he's a young guy with potential. And I'm excited about it. It's that slider, though. That slider is sexy. It is It is. It is pretty hot. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that he doesn't get as much credit for some of the under-the-radar moves. And mm. don't get me wrong, that's not as fun, right? Because the Soto um, trade, the Manny Machado extension, the mm. heck, the Fernando Tatis Jr. extension, which if people are watching the video, that's my bobblehead guy right here. Um, mm. That, like, those are the flashy moves. Blake Snell, uh, Hugh Darvish, all these things. But, you know, there's been some under-the-radar moves that he's made that I think have worked out really well. These For years, they've had, like, this weird closure situation, and every year that they lose one, they replace them pretty well, right? Mark Melanson comes in. He does great. They lose Melanson. Everyone's like, you idiots. What are you going to do without him? They bring in Robert Suarez and Luis Garcia. So they've had a knack for those type of moves. Joe Musgrove, I consider a little bit under the radar because I don't think he – he was like a baseball nerd target. Like, mm. people who follow baseball knew who he was, and they were like, yeah, that's that's a pretty good move. But nobody mm. else really did, and then he, you know, throws the first right. no-hitter in Padres history. Right. Um, so, and that's just a few moves. I think that he's done a really great job. And for your team, it's putting all the 
moves together. It's been unbelievable clutch hitting, especially I think it was in 2021 when when you guys almost made the playoffs, mm. when it was like the run differential was like minus 40, but their, <laughs> their clutch rating was like the highest in like 60 years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, last year when they finally make it, you have your own big splashes with Castillo and stuff. So there's been a similar vibe, a similar good vibes. Things have been bad for us for a very long time and turning it around for, I think, both the Padres and the Mariners, to be honest. Yeah, both of these teams are kind of on um, similar wavelengths, even though that, you know, the Padres have spent, you know, they've done a lot of this by spending money. Uh, and we'll get mm-hmm. to Xander, of course. And you mentioned the the Manny uh, extension and getting Soto, who's going to get broken off as well. And, you know, all that. So we'll, we'll get into all that. But, you know, for the Mariners, it's been more of a draft developed trade type of uh, type of build here. You know, but they haven't been afraid to spend money when they feel the need to either, right? Like they get Luis Castillo in, and after six weeks of him being in Seattle, they lock him up for the next five years. They locked Julio up for essentially his entire career. Um, yeah. I almost forgot about that. Wow. You know, they they gave you know a pretty decent sized contract to Robbie Ray. Uh, you know, about fifteen months ago as well. So they are willing to spend, but mm-hmm. they've uh, they've really tried to you know do this in a in a way that the the Braves have done in the past the Astros have done in the past the Cubs you know quite a few years back and so far it's worked for them because their player development system has been one of the best in baseball and is starting to prove that at the major league level now you know for the last few years Colby and I have been singing the praises of you know the player development in Seattle but that was because we were just kind of seeing the process of it and we really liked the process and we thought that it was sound and now you know but we didn't have proof that it would actually come to fruition at the major league level now 2022 and really 2021 and even 2020 a little bit was that validation right yeah and so now seeing guys like uh, Logan Gilbert and George Kirby and yeah. Julio obviously that's the big one um and Cal Raleigh, uh, seeing what he was yep. able to do and turning things around this past year. Uh, it's just, it's, it's really exciting and how they've been able to both balance, you know, being willing to strike uh, at the, the right times um, in free agency and on the trade market and then to uh, develop these guys and to develop guys who also haven't, you know, really found their footing in other places like a Ty France, like a JP Crawford, et cetera. So uh, these two teams are in a really good spot right now. And uh, I, I think there's a there's a non-zero chance that we could see these two teams clash in uh, in October with the way yeah. that they're going. And hey, what's great about baseball is the, the dinosaur that is known as baseball is they've updated their rules a little bit. So we are guaranteed to face each other at least one time uh, right. every year now, which is very, very cool. And I'm That's excited right. about it. I don't care what the old heads like Mr. Mr. Sully of Lockdown MLB might right, say. Right. Great pot, of course, that everybody should check out. But yeah. Yeah, I think that, and and that's a good point. They're not in like the S tier Dodgers, Phillies, Yankees, Padres right. now spending, but they have done stuff. And I don't think that they are one of those teams that right. earn my criticism, right? Because I've been always very mad at the Brewers. I've been mm-hmm. mad at the Guardians, the Rays a little bit, certainly Oakland, right. Oakland A's. Um, and I think the Mariners, you know, they've done some good stuff. I know Robbie Ray is mm-hmm. allergic to pitching against a certain team in that division. Um allergic to some other things too i think but for the most part (laughs) um robbie ray is still like a fine pitcher Uh, and he can uh really rack up the strikeouts and whatnot so i think that that's been really good for them and like you said with um with george kirby who you know gotta gotta love anyone with the kirby name if we're being honest shout out jack kirby shout out the pink guy that we all love so much um really it's just but they're they're very different teams because the Padres, I think, develop players really well, mm-hmm. but then they traded all of them. <laughs> they traded right. all of them to get good players. And it turns out those players were pretty good. I still think that, you know, your CJ Abrams and Mackenzie Gore could be something really special. And then you've already seen, you know, Ty France do well for the Mariners. You've mm-hmm. seen all sorts of players, even like a Jack Swinski provide a little bit of um <clears throat> value to the Pirates. Like there's there's been stuff out there. They certainly didn't give up nothing. Um, so that's been right. It's really fun to see because when I first started hosting this podcast, the previous host of Locked On Mariners, uh, DC Lundberg, um, it's funny because I was talking to him when we were talking about the the Mariners system. We were talking Mm. about Kirby. We were talking about Julio Rodriguez, which Mm. I was all in on simply for the name. I mean, come on now. Top prospect who's named Julio Rodriguez. What? (laughs) Give me a break. So that was a thing. And then Emerson Hancock and some of these other guys, I haven't. he he hasn't been called up yet, but uh, just it really is fun. 
I do criticize teams that get attached to the farm, but I have to admit the nerd side of me. It is really cool when you see it yeah. like really come to fruition. And I think the Mariners have done that. Yeah, I'm big into that stuff. And, you know, almost to a fault sometimes, right? Because I'm like, look, I find this more interesting than just going out and throwing out a bunch of money at guys, which is fine too. And that's, that's a, you know, that's a proven quality way of building a legitimate yeah. World Series contender, obviously. Um, and I'm not throwing shade at what you guys are doing either because you built a, a really, really awesome ball club. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a bunch of different ways of, of building a team, right? There isn't a particular correct answer. And, at the end of the day right and we can criticize owners all, all day long I'm, i'd be happy to do a four hour five hour long podcast doing that but in terms of just the the front office people like they do have to work within whatever budget is set for them and at that point like when we're talking about baseball we got to be realistic about that right because then you just you you're just gonna have a boring same old conversation over and over and over again and that's just that's not fun to me exactly right so that's why we've always tried to look at it from that point of view of like what are they developing what are they doing in the system what talent is coming up how are they all going to make this work how are they going to make this fit and that doesn't mean that they're going to be exempt from criticism from us if they don't spend and we've talked about that a little bit because that has been a topic of discussion this off season and we'll get more into the off seasons for both you know uh the mariners and the padres here in just a moment but uh you know i think overall you know i just i really appreciate this kind of roster build because it's just it's fun man like that's really what it all boils down to is that for me i find it fun I find the development, I find drafting, I find trading, I find all that stuff really fun. And so it's kind of just the perfect fit for me with the way that Jerry DePoto's philosophy has kind of um, been shown here over the last eight or so years. So, yeah. So, like I mentioned, we're going to talk about the off-seasons for both of these clubs. Busy off-seasons. The Padres did a lot this off-season. The Mariners didn't do a ton, but they added impact. And that's really what's most important here. So we'll be getting into that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by, and also Locked On Padres, by the way, is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball <laughs> GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise? Well, your dream can yes, come have. true, Hobby. <laughs> and this game is definitely for you, buddy. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, managing difficult personalities, navigating your franchise, through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season all this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and playable offline play on the go as you want and when you want it's basically the jerry depoto simulator or the aj preller simulator so instead of saying chills depoto did it again you can now say chills i did it again download it now and Locked On Mariners or Padres listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. And the special crossover episode of Locked On Mariners and Locked On Padres is also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. For me, getting tickets to Games 1 and 2 of the AL Wildcard Series in Toronto was no big deal because I had game time right at my fingertips. And I'll be using game time again when the Mariners make their way back here at the end of April. So forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets with without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use promo code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem promo code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed and you're listening to the locked on mariners locked on padres crossover special here before opening day hobby these two teams on the day that we're going to be releasing this uh, i believe this is going to be released on saturday the what 25th 26th we're Maybe. on i mean i might just release it early just for the heck of it though you yeah who knows me. you're a wild card man 
You're you're crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I'm crazy. You don't know what you're gonna I'm do. Like yeah. It's it's been too quiet for too long. I gotta drop a crossover. You know. That's what I so do. so yeah. to to pull the curtain back a, a little bit here, we're recording this on March nineteenth because uh, I'm a diva. I'm a busy boy. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be yes. uh, on vacation uh, this week, uh, this upcoming week, uh, or this past week for you guys if you're you're watching. Uh, but these two teams uh, next weekend for us are going to be playing one another in back-to-back spring training games to end spring training. I'm actually planning on being at one of those, funny enough. So uh, looking forward to that, hoping Thank that you know. uh, most of the starters are playing in that game because I would love to see Manny and Juan and obviously my boy, Nelly Cruz. Another guy that I might see mm-hmm. is Xander Bogarts, who your Padres signed to a massive contract, a massive contract. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't even the biggest middle infield contract we saw this off season, but uh, Xander Bogarts gets broken off for 11 years, $280 million. So what was your reaction to that deal? And what do you think Bogarts brings to the table? Because we're going to talk about Fernando Tatis here in a moment. I, w- I want to ask about him, but let's just talk about shortstop and, and what Bogarts brings to the table here. Look, Diva Gonzalez, thank you so yeah. much for asking me that. Um, I'm so excited. For those who don't know, Diva rankings at Lockdown right. ties. Oh, all yeah. there, there's Ty, then there's a couple, then there's 50 feet uh-huh. of normal, and then I mean, there's like, I, you know of course. I, mean? I have no yeah. ego whatsoever, yeah, yeah, as yeah, everybody yeah. knows. Um, I've also been worried. Do you think the skull is maybe scaring people? Ooh, on the I'm like, I'm like, I'm like getting lost in its eyes. You're gonna yeah, yeah, just keep it there. I'm kind of feeling it. I'm kind of feeling it. Don't mess with the Padres. By the way, I, we were joking yeah, exactly. before we got on the show that uh, I'm unintentionally repping the Padres. Like, I got the classic Padres colors yeah. with the flannel, I got the yellow beanie. Like, I'm, yeah, like the like the old I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm, I'm not colors. only a diva, but I'm also a traitor, apparently. So, anyway. <laughs> He's yeah. cooked. <laughs> All right, Xander. Um, Xander. Yeah, yeah let's look, let's stop getting off track. Yeah, yeah with Xander. <laughs> with Xander, look, the Xander deal, first of all, was just wild. Um, it was one of those that when it was rumored, I genuinely didn't mm-hmm. believe it. And you would think by now I'd believe anything rumored to AJ Preller. Maybe I'm just an idiot, totally possible, and that I just haven't caught on to the notions and I'm not a fan of the team because I don't live in San Diego. But I think that what was so wild about this one was they have Tatis. They have Hassan Kim, who is a very mm. good player, who might even take another step up this year as he got more reps, um, you know, in the batting order this past year. And he's got a great glove, obviously, mm. not made for a gold glove. Uh, he, he's fantastic. But with that signing, I was like, yeah, OK, but like really. And then I saw the Trey Turner news where they're like, yeah, they reportedly offered him this much money. I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, this is like like a real thing. And then they make the announcement. It's at like 1030 at night. And I'm losing my mind. I'm just like writing innocently, listening to some lo-fi music. And then this comes in and I have to ramp myself Mm. up. I think the Bogarts deal is just, again, it's just another symptom of this new era of Padres baseball, which is just continually reminding people like me that they're just not stopping, right? Like they just won't stop. If they like a player, they're not letting money interfere with that. And I know that there's been a lot of questions of sustainability, which I talked about on my show, which I think are... Uh, the wrong questions to ask for any team that spends money. But I also think that the Padres, you know, the chargers left. (laughs) And that's one of my things where it's like, I think that's them trying to seize uh, the land a little bit, but uh, the Xander Bogart's contract, I think the most interesting thing is going to be whether or not his defense last Mm. year was legit. Um, He had a great defensive rating last year and he's not been, you know, Derek Jeter. I hate when I bring him up as a, because I hate when people jump on him for that and call him overrated. It's so boring. But, you know, a Jeter level, not very good sure. defender. He's just, you know, not not great there. He's not a plus there. That's why his, you know, war totals weren't always uh-huh. through the roof. But then last year, he was great. So part of me is wondering, okay, even if he doesn't age well with the bat, his hard hit rates and stuff were, were down just a tad bit last year. He didn't hit that many home runs, as many people have pointed out. Well, if he's just a really good let's say a Ty France type of batter who's going to hit like extra base hits and mm-hmm. all that stuff and draw some good walks and play great defense. I'll take that too. I don't necessarily need 30 home run Bogarts, which he's never really been before. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's just going to be an excellent piece. He's been there before, which I think matters Two world series titles. And every time I would turn on a Red Sox game, that dude always just instills fear in me. So it was just a wonderful signing. And I think that it's just, 
really exciting that now we're all being like, oh, all right, what's next? Right. You know, like like Jed Bartlett from the West Wing. Like we're just very asking about what's going to happen next constantly, almost to the point where we're being spoiled. But uh, I love it. But it's definitely one of those that in a bad uh, for sure. But I think it's different with the pods. I really do. I think this is a team that they've never, ever spent. So for the Padres fans, they're like, we really don't care if it turns badly. And I right. believe them. I think that if it turns badly in like five years, they'll be like, whatever. Like, it's still crazy that we did this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think A's fans would feel the same way if all of a sudden one day they or before they traded Matt Olson, they just gave him a six year, you know, 250 extension. They'd be mm-hmm. like, I don't even care if he turns bad. This right. is crazy that we did. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of where the Padres are. So to just kind of go over everything else that uh, the Padres did this offseason, a lot of free right. agents mm-hmm. for you guys. Uh, Brandon Drury ends up going to the Angels. Jerks and mm-hmm. Profar today, as we're recording yeah. this, finally signed with the Rockies. Uh, Josh Bell, who you acquired in the Soto deal, ends up going to Cleveland. Shamanaya goes to the Giants. Uh, Will Myers goes to Cincy. Uh, yep. Jorge Alfaro, I know that's... Uh, just from a vibes perspective, pretty big loss for you guys. Go to oh, Boston. He had like six walk off wins last year, which yeah. is the most by a Padres in like twenty years. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're very good vibes for uh, a certain certain pitcher who we won't name uh, goes to the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Johnson goes to the Rockies. Uh, Nomar Mazzara goes to the Orioles. Austin Adams, former Mariner, goes to the Diamondbacks. I actually didn't know that happened until I looked at roster resources. I didn't know it either. Yeah, <laughs> Austin well, there Adams we go. isn't bad. He's also no, he's, hilarious because he hits every single batter that he faces. But. Yeah. I mean, he he's another guy that has a great slider. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, obviously, you you add Nelson Cruz, Mariner's legend, to the yeah. mix here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really interested to see how he kind of fits into all of this. Uh, Matt Carpenter, the, mes- the mustache, which he capped, and I'm so happy he did. That's I amazing. Uh, <laughs> Rugnet Odor. <laughs> yeah, that one was funny. And I didn't react to it on my show yet, but I yeah. cannot stand Rugnet Odor. Yeah. Um, I just, look, I'm not saying I love Jose Bautista. Like, I understand that he sure. could be a little bit of a pest for some people when sure. you're watching him play. He could be a little annoying, but, mm. and don't get me wrong, he got him. Let me be very clear. He got him. And it wasn't yeah. a sucker punch. Yeah. He got him. Like, I've watched yeah. that over and over, but. Yeah. I've never liked how hypocritical the Raiders are, which is why I'm hoping that fellow Locked On uh, host Bryce Patrick, uh, another diva of the Locked On network, right. uh, if he if they don't do well, I always like yelling in their face about how that team literally just cried, like literally on the field, and were so upset that they made like seven errors in one inning, and then they were like, wait. Let's use the Bautista bat flip as a scapegoat for why right. we have to be angry now right. instead yeah. of us being terrible. And no, then we wait a whole wasn't year us. after. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't us. It was, this is what we don't like. It's like, all right, so the Raiders are whack for that, and I'm glad they were in a rebuild for 87 years. But, yeah, yeah I mean, they did every move um, this offseason, and, and you illustrated some of the guys that left. So there's a lot of new stuff going on. And yeah. One of the interesting things for the Padres, and I'm going to ask you about some of the new um, faces for the Mariners, is that – everyone's playing a new position with, with the exception of a couple. So like Manny Machado is going to be mm-hmm. playing third base shortstop is Xander Bogarts. That's it in terms of like known cat. And I guess Luis right. Campuzano, who's been their prospect for a very long time um, has had a couple of like off the field instances that kept them out of the lineup and stuff. But uh, you know, the, the, he's going to be a catcher. And then other than that, Hassan Kim's probably going to play second. You know what I mean? Juan Soto is going to move to left field. Tatis is mm. going to be in the outfield. Jake Cronenworth's mm. going to be at first. So there is a lot of questions for not just the new faces, but the new positions those new faces will be um, will be playing. And I think it's it's exciting, but it is a very fair question. Um, even if I do think they can't play the positions, that's not the question. It's just more. It's a lot of turnover. It's just a lot of. You got to be careful not to build your teams like a fancy baseball team. And I know that that happened in 2016, which again. Right. Padres fans were so thrilled because they were like, cool. It's crazy that we're doing this in the first place. We never do this. But the Matt Kemp, Upton, Will Myers, Craig Kimbrell moves yeah. were all very, this is fantasy baseball. And you don't realize you got to have something a little bit more cohesive. It's not right. that bad, but it's still worth bringing up. Uh, just to finish the additions that you guys made this offseason, uh, Adam Engel. That's right. Uh, I forgot about Adam Engel. <laughs> yeah. Michael Waka, 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 Waka. Uh, <laughs> Seth Lugo, who uh, Colby and I love. Uh, we've loved Seth Lugo for a while. 
Uh, so that's Everyone uh, wanted that guy this offseason. Makes me excited. Yeah. Every team was in on him. It feels like he's a high spin rate guy. So you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Very uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's. Well, here let's. <laughs> we I've lost track of time, so we actually need to that's tell the fine folks. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's what happens when you're when you're having fun, of course. Hobby. Of course. Time flies course, when you're having fun. Uh so let's tell the fine folks about FanDuel. Then let's talk about Fernando Tatis. Let's talk about the Mariners offseason. Let's talk about some expectations for these two teams mm-hmm. in 2023. All right, folks. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. Why? Well, the tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time, like I said, to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay, so don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba and you're listening to the locked on mariners locked on padres crossover as avi is making a very important text he's got sources mm-hmm. what, what are mm-hmm. they telling you Who, who's signing with the pot who are the padres <laughs> trading to the mariners actually no, no no let me rephrase that question who is jerry depoto fleecing aj preller for this time you know, once upon a time, that would have hurt my feelings, um, and I would have been very sad. But thankfully, it's okay. We're, we we persevere out here, and we bounce back. Uh, no, just a couple people, you know, some celebrities, you know, because as people may know, Emma Stone, big Padres fan, right, right. was at the spring training game, by the way, which was wild. I was Dude, like... I missed her by a weekend? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, right, I'm going like, to Peoria. Like, what the hell? I want to yeah. see Emma Stone. I was like, what's going on? Like, all right. I mean, like aren't you filming like three movies with your yoga slap the most like what's going on <laughs> so she's just hanging out i guess so that that's really great well uh, let me just take a quick break to go over to peoria arizona <laughs> yeah know, right? like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she went to the suns game that night crazy stuff but um yeah yeah man uh what was the question <laughs> well there was there wasn't even a question oh, okay, i was okay. i was just throwing shade i was oh, just okay, being okay. me i was being a diva uh right. fernando tatis let's yeah. talk about him so his uh you mentioned he's going to be playing in the outfield now and that's part of the mm-hmm. you know the reason for bringing in bogarts because uh, they had already experimented with this quite a bit uh, him playing in the outfield before the suspension suspension mm-hmm. is still going on uh for the mm-hmm. first what 22 ish days of the season yeah. i think his suspension ends yeah, on he'll be back in like three weeks yeah suspension oh, ends on 420 hey memes that's fun uh so yeah (laughs) let's uh just tell me what the expectations are for fernando because it's been a really bumpy mm, like 14 15 months for the guy and he hasn't looked great so far in spring so Mm -hmm. what do you think don't care about spring uh manny machado hit like 120 uh before his first really truly great year Mm -hmm. uh, in spring for the pod so i don't really care for me and this might sound a little hipster of me but for me, I'm almost more interested in just the vibes of Tatis this year. This is a guy, and, and hear me out, folks, hear me out. I think that, you know, Padres fans have been a little bit mean to anybody who has any dissent towards this year for Tatis coming off the injuries that, like, if you dare say he might have a 135 WRC plus instead of 160 or whatever the heck, they, they lose it. Great Fangraphs article that basically detailed players who have come back from a similar arm injury here's what their things fell by and the best players on that list fell a little bit nothing giant but my thing is more rather you know because of soda because of bogarts because of manny because of all the stuff on the team and underrated bullpen too in my opinion he doesn't necessarily have to be that superstar year one but like a four or five win player is still going to be like really rad so for me i'm just curious to see what's the attitude i'm i still think it's likely that you're going to get the you know the bat flipping fernando how does he play at first base but you know, I'm or in the outfield, I should say. I am wondering, like, is he going to be as aggressive on the base paths? Is he going to be as aggressive when he's just running in general? Is he going to be the do the thing where he hits home runs and covers his eye or mocks people's poses or you know does all that stuff? Because this is a guy coming off of a lot of mistakes, um, not like bad against the law, like you are a bad person mistakes, but he's a goober. That's how I view it, right? Poor there judgment. Are a lot more I guess. people. Poor judgment. He's yeah. twenty. Like he's like ten, 10 years old, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, and 
made really bad decisions, but I'm not one of those people who wants to crucify guys for that. I save my hatred for honestly people who aren't athletes in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but for me, it's more like, is he going to still be like that? Because he earned the ire that happened on top of the motorcycle stuff. And you just casually being like, which one? Uh, and then that, and then you get popped for the PEDs right after they get Juan Soto. Like I've had some, some issues with, with Tatis. And, and I think it's, it's totally understandable. Mm. Um, and I think that the players reactions from last year, you know, like Joe Musgrove and, and Manny and AJ Preller, there was another guy who we won't talk about that had reactions and I mm. called it. I did not, I thought it was hypocritical of him, but you know, in general, that's what I want to see from him. How aggressive is he going to be at the plate? Is he mm. still going to have that kind of just that swagger to him? I think that's going to be really interesting to see. I would vote yes, because it seems like he's kind of, you know, he's at Fan Fest. He's still got a little bit of nice stuff going on, but he's got to overcome some things. And I think it's going to be good for him, though. And I think he's going to return to being next to Otani, probably the most exciting player in the league. Yeah, you don't want him to sap everything that he is, everything that made him great and still yeah. makes him great, right? You still want him to be himself, but you just want him, you know, when he's away from the team, when he's away from the cameras, when all that, when all the attention is off of him you want him to be able to make better choices and whatnot so yeah hoping hoping the best for him because i mean the game is better with him and with Absolutely, him performing man. well than without Absolutely. so it, it just kind of like last year when you know the suspension went down it uh, came down and even before that with the injuries and everything it just kind of felt like something was missing from baseball mm -hmm. because he was just he was such a i mean he was the face yeah. of baseball one of the faces Absolutely. of baseball for the last two years and then you just suddenly he's just gone like yeah. that yeah and 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 in no fault to his play right like it's either yeah. been injuries or goober stuff on the side right yeah. I, mean, I remember when he had that swing that first popped his shoulder against the Dodgers, i believe and everyone on twitter was just like in a, in a nightmare at least like for baseball yeah. twitter and whatnot and yeah. it's it's gonna be really great to have him back but i know you know, this is a, a pretty rough transition, but you guys have your own superstar, like freak athlete who's really fun and whatnot. Yeah. And Julio Rodriguez, I'm wondering, didn't have the best second half in the world. Not the best in the world. You know, he, he stopped having the 87 stolen base pace, right? I know that that <laughs> yeah. was a thing for a little bit. Yeah. But I'm wondering, like, what is the next step, I guess, for the M's? Because... Is it just because in fairness, I don't think they made like this giant move this offseason, but you mentioned the ones that they did make with Colton Wong with the Oscar, like, yeah, just really solid refining the edges. It feels like a team that is just, uh, you know, how like when you pick Mario and, and Mario Kart, mm. like just it's everything overall is just medium. It's just solid. All yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no like giant weakness on the team. Oh, they don't have, you know, more than two super home run guys uh, but whatever it's okay because ty france is really cool and colton wall will give you some good defense hopefully mm. like it's just really refined right oh robbie ray scares us sometimes well that's what they brought in luis castillo for and you know logan gilbert or who i think is a sneaky cy young um bet shout out mm. to Fanduel. um and george kirby like that those guys can improve mm. what is kind of the vibes with with that team right now because i'm wondering like because they just they did the most important thing which was baker the drought yeah. So it's almost like, I mean, I saw your videos when you guys broke the draft. I saw them. Oh, mm -hmm. I, I saw the tweets. Oh, my, yeah. my man's was out here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely going off. So I'm yeah, wondering, yeah. like, what is the expectations, I guess, for the Bears? <sighs> well, yeah, it feels great to just kind of get the proverbial monkey off your back, right? You know, having that shadow cast over you for so long. Yeah. And as each year goes by, it grows and grows and grows. So just, just be away from that and not have that extra thing that everyone is focused on and every everyone is ultimately just fixated on and can't get past is great because now it's just all about ball right it's all about like what are we going to do to win the ALS what are we going to do to win a world series that's really what the focus is now and it's no because like even the players were talking about it even the you know even Jerry DePoto and Scott Service were talking about it constantly about ending the drought you know it's something that certainly was on a lot of these people's minds even when they weren't a part of they, they've been a part of the drought for like six of the 20 years right like mm -hmm. it's not their fault they're in the drought like they've contributed contributed to it of course but like it wasn't their thing but it wasn't their cross to bear but they did right and so and they and they finally you know were able to band together here and, and ended after a couple of close calls over the last few years and so now being able to go into this year where it's just all the pressure of that is off amazing 
does does so much for you from a mental side of things where now you can just focus on ball you know i want to go i want to quickly go back to what you were saying about julio in terms of the second half i mean he got hurt right he had a wrist injury after the uh the derby uh that uh hindered him a little bit and then he had a back thing that flared up in oakland a little later on and they were just like hey like don't steal bases we don't want you doing that we don't want you to risk getting hurt so you know because we want to go into the postseason with you like we have no chance if you're not a part of this thing going going into the postseason um and then you know like you said right it's really it was about complimenting the rest of the roster this offseason yeah. and there were some issues with the offseason and we could go on i could go on about this for you know 15 20 minutes so i'll try to keep it short and, and brief but you know i still think they're a bat short i, I still think conforto, that they maybe I feel you like know, yeah, Conforto was attached to every team in baseball. Yeah, Conforto <laughs> was someone that, you know, well, and plus he's from the area, right? So it made mm-hmm. sense on that level as well. Um, but, you know, obviously there was some concerns about, you know, the shoulder and, and frankly, getting involved with Scott Boris, right, mm-hmm. on a player like that. That's a, that's a delicate situation. So, you know, the, the Mariners didn't really do much in terms of free agency. They really didn't mm-hmm. add a ton of payroll this offseason when you really think about it because, like, the Colton Wong deal was pretty much a wash when you when you factor in Jesse Winker's contract and Abraham Toro's right. contract going to Milwaukee. Right. That was pretty much a wash. I forgot about Winker, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Teoscar, like, ends up making $14 million in uh, in arbitration. So that's the heftiest ad. And then they they gave AJ Pollock seven million dollars, so that's created a conversation within the fan base about you know not taking advantage of this opportunity and uh, really taking advantage of this opportunity that they have and just going all in on it. The thing though is like again, this goes back to the conversation that we had earlier on in the show about you know how just a boring of a conversation it would be to just constantly you know bicker about the spending and everything, yeah. mm-hmm. which like there is a time and place for that, but. For Jerry DePoto, if John Stanton, the Mariners owner, tells him, you know, you have this strict budget, you have to work within it, he's got to do, you know, there's nothing that he can really do about that other than like say, hey, can you give me more money? No. Okay, well, (laughs) then I just have to work with this, right? So his job is to give himself as much flexibility as possible. And that's what he ultimately did, right? Because they're going to need to add at some point over the course of the season to get better because that's what they've always done. That's how they've always operated. So if they need to add payroll, He's got to keep that flexibility there. Um, adding Teoscar Hernandez, amazing. I, 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 I'm a huge Teoscar fan because I'm, you know, I live in Toronto. I, I swear every single Blue Jays game I've gone to, he's homered in. Like, dude's just incredible. And from a vibes yeah. perspective, I mean, the Mariners have one of the best clubhouses in all of baseball, uh, just in terms of the personalities. There's no, mm-hmm. there really aren't, at least in terms of what is shown to the public, there aren't really any despicable people on this roster. And that's great. That's great. Yeah. Cause I, I love rooting for all of them. And so he just adds to that. Cause he's a great clubhouse guy. Uh, and he adds a lot of thought, but I mean like at his best at his hundred percentile, it's like having another Julio Rodriguez in your lineup. Like yeah. he's a fringe MVP candidate at his best. And so that's really exciting. The defense, you know, that's another what, story. Defense is for nerds. Look yeah, at the defense is, They made the World Series. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, defense, is, <laughs> defense is for nerds. And most importantly, he gives you more probability than anything Mitch Hanager could give you. And that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing that's blown my mind this offseason. And I've written, I've ranted and raved about this on my show. So a lot of our listeners are probably rolling their eyes like, oh, Ty's doing the thing again. But the thing that's blown my mind this offseason is the amount of people within the fan base that are like the Colton Wong and um, Teoscar Hernandez deals are lateral moves. Mm-hmm. No. Teoscar, Teoscar Hernandez and Mitch Hanniger are in two completely different universes mm-hmm. from one another. Mm-hmm. Colton Wong is a significant... He's not Trey Turner. He's not Xander Bogarts, which everyone wanted. That's what I was about to right. say. Like in a, in a time... Not trying to throw shade at J.P. Crawford, yeah. but... Because he certainly is not the way Padres fans felt about like our weak link, Eric Cosmer. But sure, sure. In an off season where you had Turner, Correa, yeah. Bogarts, you know, are you wondering yeah. that if that's our one big lineup hole? You know, I've, I've I imagine that Mariners fans were a little disappointed there. Yes, yeah. So that was a letdown for a lot of folks. But I mean, it became clear like the years and the money was just too prohibitive for this team in particular. Mm-hmm. Now that's again, that's a whole Dan conversation. That, that's a whole yeah. rabbit hole that we could go down, right? With mm-hmm. the with the spending and everything. But nevertheless, Colton Wong is still a significant upgrade over what they fielded at second base last year. 
Adam Frazier, like we said, was mostly garbage last year. Uh, he had the big hit in the playoffs. He had a hot start to the season. That was about it. That was That's as far as his contributions were. So that's a significant upgrade. Colton Wong's made a swing change, you know, as of a couple of years ago. He's been a 115, 116 WRC plus guy the last couple of years. There's track record there. There's something to believe in there. Um, but yeah, again, you know, I think they're a, a bat short. We'll see how AJ Pollock plays out this year. Um, but the the thing that I think a lot of fans are kind of overlooking here and even pundits even like you know the projection models and whatnot that are overlooking is the fact that they're going to get a full season of Luis Castillo they're going to get a full season out of George Kirby they're going to get a full season out of a good Cal Raleigh they're going to get a full season of a good Andres Munoz like well that's not the exciting thing yeah I know well that's not the exciting thing right it's not the exciting thing to be like well the additions that you made at the deadline or the additions that you made over the course of the season are kind of also part of the additions that you made this offseason it's true though like the Mariners are not I wouldn't say that they're significantly better than they were at the end of the season but they're significantly better it's like night and day from where they were at the start of you know of last season at opening day last season and that's what's most important here right because you cannot complete a roster build over the course of one offseason no matter who you are even if you're the Mets spending all the money that you are even if you're the Padres the Padres are going to have to add at some point you know that we all know that right so roster building isn't this linear thing and so the point is that you need to get off to a hot start are they positioned to get off to a hot start yes are they positioned to keep pace with the Astros absolutely and are they in position to get better significantly at the deadline, given everything that they have in their farm system and everything that they're going to still add? Because I don't know if you know this, they have three first round picks in the draft. I like, did not know that. Yeah. So they're going to be able to add a lot of talent to their farm system. And that in turn should allow them to be a little more aggressive on the trade market with some of their guys as well. If someone like say Brian Reynolds becomes available. No. So Mm-mm. no, 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 nope, can't do it. So mm. he's a name that I refuse to say on my show anymore. It's a new rule of mine. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. It, see, I just can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it. so so I don't know if you know this, but we do these uh, trade shows, like we're mm-hmm. like Fan Fiction Friday, where uh, yeah. our our listeners submit trades, and like we had to ban Brian Reynolds. It was that bad. Oh it was my just every other trade was Brian Reynolds. It was a lot. Last year was like every other trade was Jose Ramirez. We had to okay. ban Jose Ramirez. We had yeah. to ban Ronald Acuna when those trade rumors started happening oh, this offseason. I remember those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we had we had to, we had to ban Acuna. We had to ban Otani. There was a few other names that we had to ban, but yeah, Brian Reynolds was one of them. So I the get Acuna it. Thing I understand. Was the dumb. At worst, he's a three forward player, and they got him for like the the easiest contract in baseball. He's not going yeah. anywhere, guys. Stop, stop it. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, look, it's funny because there's so many different like there's so many um similarities one with just the trades between mm. our two teams right with munis which hurt my feelings and ty france and all that stuff and mm-hmm. then on top of that they've got just the turnaround thing that we've been talking about all show yeah and then they've got a titan in their division for you guys it's the astros for us it's right. the dodgers so look we're in the same boat man i think we're both the good guys that's how yeah. i would say i'll say this and this will make your listeners very happy i mm. think the dodgers are painfully mid <laughs> Like I, I think I think the Padres. Uh, like, did I say the Padres? I meant the Dodgers. No, no, the Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Did I say the Dodgers? I really I hope that did. I said the I Dodgers. Okay. All I right. Now I'm I'm in that state where I'm like doubting myself. Yeah. Anyway, no, so yeah, I got you. the Dodgers like the Dodgers didn't do anything this offseason. Yeah. Like they didn't. But like, I don't know, man. I can't trust it. I know it's easier for you from afar, but yeah, I've been seeing them clips of Jason Hayward at spring training. I'm getting nervous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting Jason Hayward revival. Be, <laughs> not like prime Jason Hayward, but like, oh, we just turned this guy into a two-win player. Yeah, Which yeah I know here's... that doesn't sound incredible, but that adds up. Same thing for Syndergaard. Yeah. Same, like, it here's just, 2019 Hunter Pence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, no. Like, yeah. this is going to It just makes me nervous. But it is true that this is the first time in a while where there's a genuine, like, you won't be laughed out of the room if you say that the pods can win the division. And also yeah. just based on overall, like, they have to lose it at some point. You know what yeah. I mean? They've won it, like, 15 years in a row. So it's it's not impossible. And I think that that, that alone is exciting. So. so, so yeah. So, like, the thing with the Dodgers, right, is, like, yeah, they have Mookie. <laughs> they, they they have Freddie. Like, they, they're still going to be, like, an eight, like a 90-win team, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. sure. But 
like they lose Gavin Lux. They lose, you know, unfortunately to an ACL injury. They lose Trey Turner in the offseason. And they're replacing those spots with like Miguel Rojas <laughs> and like Max Muncy, who I like. Mm-hmm. I like Max Muncy, but like, come on. Like, like again, there's just there's a lot missing there for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And I, I just I don't know. Like depth has been able to carry them. Like they've had injuries, they've they've you know, they've dealt with all this stuff and depth Literally has Walker really carried Bueller. Them. Their yeah. Cy Young candidate gets hurt and they still have a top five ERA in baseball. Like, yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. So like the the luck and the the uh development and all that stuff is amazing for the Dodgers. But I still I think the, the Padres should be the favorites heading into this year. I, I I'm picking I so, the Padres man. to win the division. I like, like it. I hope so, man. But either way, I look it's 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 crazy times. Um it's it's really fun times for both of these ball clubs and I think that I don't know. It's just it's fun. Like why not? You know what? Why can't yeah. why can't they do it? You know why not? Why can't? And look, man, from a from a Mariners perspective, like talking about injuries, right? Gavin Lux with the Dodgers, mm-hmm. Jose Altuve with the uh, the Astros. You know, yeah. as of today, you know, we There's find a out lot that of comparisons with our teams, right? Yeah, now. It's crazy. yeah. So you know, Altuve gets hurt in the World Baseball Classic last night for us. Turns out mm-hmm. broken. Uh, what was it? Broken wrist? Broken thumb? Broken, I think it was broken thumb. If I'm not broken, mistaken. broken thumb. He's going to be out at least eight to 10 weeks, and that's not accounting for rehab and all that stuff. So yeah. who knows when he's going to come back? Who knows what he's going to look like when he comes back? That's a major hit. They obviously lost Verlander in free agency. The colors is going to start the, the year on the, on the IL as well. Like yeah. still really good rotation, yeah. still really good ro- rotation with Valdez and Javier. We've talked about this, but again, this whole off season has, yeah, this this whole offseason, the conversation has really been dominated by this whole, like, how are the Mariners going to close the gap between them and the Astros? I think the gap is more or less closed, like, at this point. Because, like... Here we go. Here we go. Tom. I really do. Go I really, ahead now. I, I really Unleash do. the diva. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, already, I've already said this. I've already said this. The diva okay, has already been unle- unleashed, and it's out there. And <laughs> Astros fans, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but Astros fans love to seek out content that has, you know, that I've talks heard. about them. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So so we've we've heard it. You know, we've heard, oh, no, this team is still a 100-plus win team after you lost a perennial Cy Young contender and didn't do anything to replace them. Okay. Just saying. But – yeah, I, I I think there's a there's an opening here. I won't go as far as to like guarantee the Mariners are winning the AOS. You know that I, that's a little too hot takey for me. I know Locked On would love me to say that, but I, I yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to go that far. But for for both of our teams, I think there's a very real possibility here that both of these teams can win their division. These two, I think for both of us. It would not surprise me if we get those Jeff Passan notifications that are like, if you're not watching Mariners Astros right now, tune in because yeah. like this game has been amazing. Right. And same thing for Dodgers Padres. I think there's going to be a lot of the, the, both teams. There's a good chance that you just get some class. I don't know which way it'll go, but that you get those really like, dare I say, rivalry type of, you know, matchups. And I know the Dodgers and Padres, the sparks have already flown. Maybe that happens for the Mariners a little bit more. Julio just says something to Kyle Tucker. I don't know. And then he slides into second on a stolen base and they win. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's how it starts. And it starts with being competitive and both teams are through the roof with that. And I can't wait. I, I really think that it could be the best divisional races in the league this year. Um, yeah. Maybe the NL East only because that division is consistently absurd. Yeah. Um, Just cons- every year, every year that, that, yeah, yeah. It just does not know how to calm down. It is the always sunny of baseball divisions. It just refuses to stop. Refuses. Refuses. It's on or, or, 16th season. Yeah, or in the case of One Piece, another thing that refuses to stop. You know what I mean? Who, like, is, the, uh, who is the Danny DeVito of the NL East? The Danny De- I mean, do we have to say the Marlins? I feel like, I feel like we kind of have to. <laughs> They're this, the right? Frank Reynolds. Yeah, right? Mar- like- <laughs> Lu- Luis Arises Toe Knife. <laughs> I love how I barely or is, know or is he, about or is, study, but I still got that. Or is or is Louis, or is Luis Arise Rumham? That's the question. For our always sunny fans in the chat, always sunny know. fans who know baseball from the NL East. <laughs> <laughs> the Venn diagram help, must help be us out with there. those. Help us out with those. Yeah, those help cops. us out with those. Yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> hey, man, look—if people can't tell, we're both excited, and I yes. can't wait for this year, man. 
it's gonna be a blast yeah absolutely i am uh i'm pretty stoked about the year and i'm pretty pretty stoked to just get baseball back man it's been a yeah, long man. time and i've been i've been itching because again like you know seeing this team finally make the playoffs getting to see it in person too you know just there's there's a different level of excitement for me that i haven't really felt going into a baseball season really in my life because the last time the Mariners made the playoffs before last year i was five so i don't really like remember that so yeah so yeah man good luck to you guys uh we're gonna be seeing you guys here i think what in may or somewhere along i should have looked that up before we started recording i should have looked that up too yeah that's crazy that's funny I feel but, like I was uh, about to and then just forgot because I looked at the spring training game and I was like, oh, we play each other soon. It's like, no, wait, well, that's the spring training game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see May. Let's see May. Oh, it's not in May. It's not in May. I was a liar. It's in June. June 6th June. and 7th. There we go. All right. So June 6th and 7th. We'll need to do this again. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And hopefully everybody enjoyed this chunky boy length yeah. pod because i know i had a blast recording it I, I i i we're so sorry jeff jeff carr host of the locked on reds podcast <laughs> and head of locked on mlb division uh sorry for how long it is <laughs> it's okay i think look every you do a lot for them this one was for us you yeah I mean? yeah like, you, you, gotta... <laughs> you and also you put me and javi together like it's going yeah, to be a long yeah. podcast because yeah, like we we never meet the 30 minute criteria we never no. do <laughs> we don't, not, never not do. once not once no. in my life no. <laughs> that's gonna do it for our show for javier reyes i'm tidy gonzalez thank you so much for tuning in go and follow our shows on twitter at lo underscore mariners and at lo underscore padres follow our personal accounts at dane gonzalez is d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and javi peño that's j-a-v-i-i yes two i's p-e-n-o and thank you again for making us your first listen now for your second listen check out locked on fantasy baseball win your league by listening to matt and dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us part of the locked on podcast network your team every day with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you next time peace come on, come on.